You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. You're listening to the Titties and Tacos Podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Titties and Tacos. I am your host, Sparkle. I'm Tina D. And today's episode is brought to you by the letter V. Very much so it is, yes. <laughs> v is one of my favorite. Really? Yeah, because vagina begins with V. And I always want to be like vagina, vagina, vagina. Isn't that what we did? That's exactly season? what we did for season one. Vagina, vagina, vagina. And I believe the topic was vagina blindness. Oh, that was a one solid. of the topics anyway. Yeah, that was a solid one. So V is always one that I, you know, I really look forward to to see who. It's a good letter, you know. <laughs> it is a lot of really interesting things. Believe it or not, begin with V. Like vagina. Like vagina. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting thing. Let me it's tell very you, interesting. I've vagina. had one as an owner of one for thirty three years. Never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> <laughs> the inner workings. You know yeah. how do you do the things that you do? It's a lot. It is. It's complex. And like vagina, mm. this episode will be relatively serious. <laughs> oh yeah, vagina is serious. It's a serious thing. It's serious business. It's not to be there. played with, except when it's played with. Except when it's played with. <laughs> But, you know, only by professionals. <laughs> no amateurs here. Not in my Jesus here. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, y'all. We back on our bullshit. <laughs> Making unmerited decisions in my vagina year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It's too early in the episode for it to be this this off the rails. That's oh, all I'm saying. All right. Is your taco of the day, madam? It is. So here's the thing. My taco goes with the letter of the day, and it is a taco for you, girl. Yay. Because it ain't for me. I'm not actually going to eat this shit. Okay. I like things that are for me. Yeah. I <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I know you do, hon. My, my personal brand of narcissism, like, yeah. you know. Things for you. Sparkle tacos. It's for you, Sparkle. Okay. Because listen, my taco Mm -hmm. is a motherfucking vegan taco. Ooh. And you know how I hate that shit. I know. But seems how this one really strike me as a good one to use because of your recent aversion to beef. Okay. Particularly as taco meat, but still wanting to eat tacos. So it's meatless. Yes. So it's meatless. It's completely meatless taco. But it, to me, gives the, like, gives a closer uh, resemblance and texture to Mm -hmm. ground beef without being ground beef. Okay. And without being, like, that gross. So what did you use, like, jackfruit? No, girl. I'm not that fancy. Okay. I'm only a little also, fancy. Also, jackfruit looks gross, to be it honest. It does look gross, and it doesn't give you that same no. sort of 
crumble thing. Mm-mm. And the problem is you can get like the Beyond Meat and all that jazz or whatever now, but that shit has a lot of sodium because it's still processed. Okay. So I'm not super in support of you deciding for, to yeah, use for the impossible, impossible the with crumbles. the Beyond shit. Yeah. No, just time out on that because that shit still has a lot of sodium. And we, as black folks, struggle with that as a thing. High blood pressure is a constant thing. So it's not that. What it is, is it's actually quinoa. But it's baked. Oh, fuck. Quinoa. Yeah, but here's my thing. And I know that you don't like it as a entity, <laughs> but I think you will like this. Okay, I'm listening. So, I'm open. I'm here. So it is a vegan quinoa taco where you take the quinoa itself and you cook it um a little bit well some people cook quinoa like this all the time i'm not a person who likes to toast it first because it gives it kind of like an earthy kind of nutty text taste to it i'm not a big fan of that okay this particular recipe that i looked up that's what it calls for and i think that they call for that just because it adds a little bit of a crunch less not so much the flavor. But what I do like about quinoa is whatever fluid you cook it in, whatever stock or broth or whatever, it really does a decent job of taking that on. So when I cook it, I normally cook it in some chicken stock, and then I season the chicken stock very well, and then the quinoa is seasoned very well. Okay. So whatever you want to taste like, I would suggest, not like this recipe, but I would suggest cooking it according to the instructions and using chicken broth instead of water. Or because it's vegan, using vegetable broth, because we're doing this vegan style. Um, use the vegetable broth, but then season the broth when you pour it in there and you pour the quinoa in there. Once it's boiling, season the broth with some of your taco seasoning. So mm, it really good. takes on that really that, you know good yeah. Mexican flavor. So season the broth with your taco seasoning and let it cook in that because the quinoa will really absorb those flavors really well. So once it's cooked... You um you combined uh, more of your traditional taco seasonings, of course. You put the quinoa in a bowl. You put the taco seasoning in a bowl. You know, so cumin, garlic, your you know red pepper, whatever, whatever things you like to make taco flavoring. Um, one important thing to add is nutritional yeast, and I think that just makes nutritional it nutritional clump- yeast. It's just yeast that you cook with and that you eat. Is it different from the yeast you use to make bread? I don't believe so, but don't quote me on that because I didn't investigate that far enough okay. to tell you for sure. I got yeast in my cabinet when I wanted to make roll dinner rolls, but I don't mm-hmm. know that that's what you're talking about. I know that this recipe says so nutritional yeast. I got yeast in your vaginas, but that's a different story. We're not talking about that, and I really didn't want to go there because it's kind of gross. Yeah, because you're talking about people being yeasty. I'm not talking about people being yeasty. I'm talking about it's using... definitely what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about nutritional yeast, and I didn't want you to get caught up on this, but I can't give the recipe without including it because it seems vitally important. Every recipe I found for uh, quinoa taco meat cause for it so it's definitely so it'll clump up together that's the point of it okay so you mix it all together in a bowl then you put it on a baking sheet and you actually bake it for like 15 to 35 minutes until it gets a little toasty that's the part that gives you that um cooked beef kind of crumbly texture that you're looking for and then after the 15 to 25 minutes in the oven at like 450 you take it out and you put it in your soft shell, hard shell, soft shell fried, 
It's my personal favorite. Put it in there and you eat it. You add all your other fixings. I like onions and tomatoes and sour cream. But, you know, use what you want to use. I'm not here to, you know, control your life like that. <laughs> it's not the experience wow. I'm going for. okay. But, yeah, so my taco is a quinoa vegan taco. That doesn't sound so bad. I mean. That sounds like a good lunch taco. I think you will enjoy it, yes. I would, actually. I think you would like it. Something, you know, filling but not heavy. True. If you use the right, uh, if you use the right taco shell, it can also be gluten free for everybody who wants to add all the hashtags. I on. got one of them celiac disease friends. I mean, that's the person who needs it to be gluten free. <laughs> yeah. Not you know. She like that. Not Becky with the Lululemons, but yeah. you know, uh, loose pussy. Anywho, mm. um, loose curls <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Unseasoned, no coconut oil, having an asshole. Um, damn. Okay. I don't even know her. <laughs> that's <not> rough. <laughs> we can go into topics now because that's the topic. The right? ride home. Oh, right. We got bachelors. We got people to talk about. Yeah. See, I'm not used to us being this on our shit. We really, we really been, you know, keeping up with it. Here. Yeah, I know, right? Right as right <laughs> as the season ends, we gonna stay on life. top of it. And the life though, so there's some shit about to be over. You finally fucking get it right. We finally figured out to yes. take a break, do another two. Yeah, but the, you know, the it'll be over. So, so today's ride home. We <laughs> yes. are discussing the likes of Ramon. Yes, and Elvis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 11 and 12. 12? Yeah, yeah. See, look at us. Look at us. Knowing numbers and shit. We ain't known all season, y'all. <laughs> all season. 11 and 12, double digits. Yeah, which is crazy because I definitely think did not think we could find them many niggas. Bruh. But you know, our milkshake bring all the boys to the yard. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, so let me talk to you about Ramon. All right, cool. Who, honestly, I thoroughly enjoyed Yes. Um, but I'll, you know, I'll do, I'll ask the questions as we ask them. Okay. So what did you think about uh, his appearance, you know, slash voice? As we I do? think he has a, now, I know we like everybody because we only date the best of the best. Absolutely. Honestly. But I really think he has one of, out of our cream of the crop, mm-hmm. he's the creamiest of the crop. <laughs> that oh, makes sense. As far as how his <laughs> right, as far as his voice, he has a very good podcast voice. I really he's do silky. enjoy it. Yeah, it's nice and smooth. Very much so. I mm-hmm. totally agree. I put him in top top yep. three. Yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah, maybe even top two. To be yeah, honest, as far honestly. as voice sounds, and he might not be number two, but I gotta go back and listen. <laughs> yeah, he, he sounds amazing. <laughs> Yes. So that was, you know, 100%. Two thumbs way up. What did you think about um, his level of attentiveness? He was very attentive, very engaged. Yes. Yes. He was very engaged in our conversation. I did. I liked it. How do you feel about um, his, uh, we don't usually ask this, but I'm going to ask this now. How do you feel about his fitting in? Do you feel like he was a good fit? Do you feel like his flow? Oh, yeah. He right? flowed we well. We should have talked about that for months. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> but, you know, you we <laughs> just figured it out now, y'all. I know, right? About to get real good. Be right, real good before we leave you niggas. I know. Do you think he flowed well? I do. I actually he was think a good he, fit. Yeah, I think he was good. I know that sometimes we can uh, be a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it's a little harder to just, you know, double dutch your way right on into right. this conversation. <laughs> right. But he exactly. Did, he did a good job. He brought good points, which I always appreciate. Like, you know, bring your bring yourself yes. to to the table. And lastly, mm-hmm. would you love him or leave him? I wanna love him, but he is committed, committed. He is. He came out right? as friends. Like yeah, we have, we invited him out as a date and, and got he there. He zoned the fuck out of us. The whole fuck. Yep. Because he has a he whole got a podcast. He got a boo. Yes, he does. Cornbread and caviar. If you're interested in hearing Ramon again, yes, check check him out. It is one of my faves that are on this he ain't network. To be with us. He's not only because you know he's so happy with himself, which fair you Fantastic. know i get it you healthy motherfucker i guess <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to him uh definitely good friend of the show is yes, what we friend of the show what what we have decided like some wdt fundraiser terminology for right you. you know friend of the show friend of the show which we can have friends friends can come back yes we can but uh yeah so i would love to go out on a friend date with him again sure absolutely <laughs> yes but yeah, so that's bachelor number 11. 11. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk to you, girl. Okay. About bachelor number 12. Okay. Black Elvis. Yeah, Black the Elvis. The Kang. The Kang. you call him, the Kang. The Kang. Elvis the Kang. Elvis the Kang. Mm-hmm. Not King, because that would be White Elvis. Right. The Kang. The Kang. A. Yeah. That's this one. So, uh, you know, what do you think of how he looked slash First of all, he's fine. So, there's that. He's a good-looking brother. He's big and tall and bald. Mm-hmm. He's nice. Yeah. Nice to look at. Yeah. How did he sound? I think he sounded good. I do, too. Yeah, I think he had a, he had a good good sound to mm-hmm. him. I would I would listen to him. Yes, I and agree. sound like B. Smitty. Oh, no, I'm kidding. B. Smitty actually sounds really good on the radio. <laughs> he does. It's the real life that you got to contend with. <laughs> he sounded really nice. Hey, Smitty. <laughs> right. <laughs> Asshole. He sounded really good. Yeah. Okay. And um, was he paying attention? Yeah, I stopped paying attention to him. <laughs> well, that was by choice. He was very, he was overly engaged. I loved he, it. He had a lot to offer. Yes, he did. Unsolicitedly so. Oh, so you one of the bitches that you get a good man and be like, mm-mm, take yeah, him back. Yeah, take him back, Lord. Didn't we talk about this Collect while you were him, sick? Father. It, wasn't that the exact thing that he was talking to you know, about? I don't know, because I stopped listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Interesting. Maybe the irony. I don't the know. The irony of Maybe. it all. Super he irony. He has a lot to say. Yikes. For a guest. Mm. I enjoyed it. Well, good. There you go. 10 out of 10. Whatever. Approved. I have no vote. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, um, how do how well do you think he fit in? I think he fit in well. And I think it, so too. You know, he jumped in where necessary and where he fit in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, you know, yeah. he wasn't um overly aggressive, but he wasn't absent. So that's always what you want. Nice little medium there. That is what we look for, yes. Mm-hmm. Cause we can't have you being aggressive. You gotta get nah, the fuck out. You can't be trying to grab him by the pussy. We'll shoot you. Yeah. Or so, worse. Or worse. Don't ask what it is because we ain't figured it out yet. Right. But it's gonna but be we bad, will. bad. <laughs> Should, if we need to. If we need to. Should the situation arise. 
Okay, and so would you love him or leave him? I'd love him off the ball head alone. Well, fair enough. That like that's it. Mm. I'm good. Nothing like a good chocolate drop. Just gotta be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's not a problem for me. Gotta, gotta shush. Gotta shush. Gotta shush. Gotta shush. Yeah. But no, he was great. I would love to have a second date with him. Yeah, well, he's single, single, so you know. Yeah, maybe we about that. Maybe we can. Maybe we can if make this a thing if it's mutual interest. You know, you know, send him that random like, "Hey, how Sweetie you doing, Graham? girl?" This, <laughs> this ain't two thousand. I don't know what you send these niggas. They don't want a carnation and a singing bitch. <laughs> Girl, no. Oh, what shit? You want a whiskey sour, nigga? That's better. Right, <laughs> Getting <cool>. warmer. <laughs> and the For cigar sure. in this bitch? Something. I was just saying we were going to send them some emojis at an indecent hour, but you know. Wow. Yours right, sounds girl. good, too. <laughs> All right, fam. Let's, you know what? Let's. Episode V. Yeah. Letter of the day is V. Man, we are getting what are we talking about to today? the end of this let's talk about it um we're talking about things we definitely have topics mm-hmm. and who's going first uh you are no oh okay yeah my topic is um very angering this that's one, the that is the topic yeah this is not like i hope y'all didn't have something to drink like you know, don't be listening to this shit. You might want to pause. I never really mean this, but you legitimately might want to pause this shit if you don't listen you on your drink. way to work. Oh no, this ain't don't what you want to hear. Like, come back after the fact. Come back after five when you off of work and it's the weekend oh, and you can go into some fun. This is about to be one of these Sean King ass podcasts, basically. Oh fuck us! And don't nobody need this going to work with white folks. Let's just call a spade a spade. That's what I'm talking about. If but, you want to work with some white folks and your boss is white, you don't need to hear this. Turn this shit up though on your way home. On your motherfucking way home, come roll, join the parade, roll, sis or bruh. Like we get you, down. we got you, and we get. You. Yep, we about to say a bunch of fuck shit. Just roll your windows down and turn the shit up as you roll out the parking lot. So my V mm-hmm. is for violence in America. Oh, bitch. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Heavy, okay. heavy like your titties, bitch. Yeah, mine in particular. Yours in particular. <laughs> Jesus. So the last couple of weeks, um, unfortunately, we have experienced horrific um, mass shootings. Texas, Ohio, and Illinois, uh, specifically in one week, within days of each other, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, A Walmart, a mall, near a playground, more than 59 people were injured or killed, unfortunately. Again, you know, um, 250 mass shootings in 2019 alone. Mm -hmm. And... I am a person, you know, and I know that this is, again, another unpopular opinion, especially with Americans. I am a person in favor of stronger uh, gun laws. I don't think it's even that unpopular anymore. It's unpopular. Well, I don't know, because I got some very black liberal friends Mm -hmm. who love their guns, love their weapons. And a couple of them are, you know, weapons enthusiasts. A couple Mm -hmm. of them just kind of feel like... I don't want to have to get ready. I'd rather stay ready. Okay. So uh, that that opinion I can kind of understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to refute that, especially when you're a black male telling me, you know, I don't want to have to worry. 
I want to make sure that my wife and my children are secure. And this mm. is how I feel like I should do this. Mm-hmm. Now, the cuckoos who are guns, gun enthusiasts, mm-hmm. that's a different fucking conversation for me. Okay. Uh, so, with the current president that we have, um, who happens to be a white nationalist. Yeah. Uh, that's I him. feel like that's he, who he is. is emboldening other white nationalists. Because that is what he is, if we were to label him. This nigga literally said, Second Amendment people taking care of his problems. He said that as a quote. There will be Second Amendment people taking care of my problems. Wow. So you are a call. It's a call of arms Mm -hmm. for people who are, in my again, in my opinion, crazy and looking to just, you know, shoot up shit, blow up shit, cause harm and danger to other people under the protection of the Second Amendment. Yeah. The El Paso asshat who, (laughs) you know, decided to kill fucking people for no fucking reason in a Walmart while they're shopping for school supplies and trying to protect their fucking children Mm -hmm. had a manifesto which was basically a fucking love letter to Trump. Yikes. So this president in quotes because he's an asshole i just feel like he he doesn't even deserve the title but sure this Mm. president is inciting violence literally when you have a person who goes out and kills innocent people living their lives trying to shield their children you know and and now these children are orphaned because they are following what they believe to be the advice and the call of arms of their fucking white nationalist president it's extremely disheartening mm-hmm. and, and, you know, fear inducing and anxiety inducing and just, inf- just infuriating. Yeah. And so the hard part for me to take in with all of this is there's so much misinformation in this and that. To me, it's so much misinformation, it's intentional at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? It's an intentional level of miscommunication, misinformation. And these sorts of events don't do anything to benefit either side of this argument. So, like, when people start talking about uh, gun control laws and increasing them, I feel like like gun control and... um, and universal health care are the two most wildly misunderstood shits. That and maybe people... abortion and women's reproductive rights. Well, see, the thing about abortion and re- women reproductive rights is people stand very firmly on one side or the other, but not because of misinformation, just because you fervently decide. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. right. So, yeah. like, that is just you fervently it's the, it's decide the something. that propels, you know, a strong stance in one or the other. Right, right. So for in, these other for, topics. For the other ones. For abortion, you just decide that you, you don't care about other people's rights. Right. And either you care about people having the right to choose their, make their own decisions or you don't. Like, flat out. I don't care what religious thing you support or whatever your backing is. You either support people's right to make decisions about themselves with their free will. Right. Christian number 76 that think people are going to hell about it, but you ain't going to hell because you lie and cuss every day. Right. Whatever. And fuck your cousin. 
Okay, that's a specific subset of Christians. I'm I feel talking, like these are those same people. I mean, no, there's Christians that's not fucking their cousins that also still think very oddly. They probably want to fuck control. their cousins. You've got to be a certain brand of crazy to feel like Fair. this. Fair. Might be true, might not. But for um, universal health care and gun control laws, I really feel like people are just wildly misinformed. So for the gun control part... Everybody thinks it's going to result in you not having a gun. And most of the people saying like, oh, I don't want this because it means I don't get to have my gun. Most of you motherfuckers are not the terrorist ass niggas that would end up with not guns. Right. Most of y'all are just normal U.S. citizens that will go fill out licensing information, have a background check, and then still have your precious, precious gun. Like there's no there's no reason that when when people are talking about have enforcing stricter laws, if you're not likely to go shoot up a Walmart with the AK forty seven, guess what? You still have a gun. Right, exactly. Like, yes. you, your gun will still be there. Your little Glock that you have at home, your even your shotgun that you take hunting or whatever, those are not what's going but to so, be so here's my, taken here, away. Here's one of my issues with this whole um, conversation surrounding arms. Mm-hmm. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said video games that dehumanize oh, individuals are the problem. Mm. Okay. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the rise in inclusivity of gaming culture, women now outnumber men in gaming. Yeah. Yet, they are somehow underrepresented when quantifying the gender of mass shooters. Yeah. So, is it really video games? No. If women are outnumbering <laughs> men in video gaming culture, shouldn't we see but more women, women are not shooters? the mass shooters, is it really video games? South Korea and China are first and second in mm-hmm. terms of video game revenue. Okay. The USA is number three. Okay. However, we are number one in violent gun deaths. At a fucking horrifying number of almost five people per 100,000 people in 2017. What the actual fuck? So for all of the people, because we're revisiting this conversation of is it video games that are causing these people to feel like they want to take multiple lives and, you know, empower these mass shooters to really commit this egregious fucking act. Yeah. But we've already had this conversation. Yeah. We've been over this in the 90s. We've been over this in the early 2000s. We've seen the charts. We've seen the data. And the fact of the matter is that the answer is no. Yeah. It's not video games. It's never it's, been video it's games. white nationalism being empowered. It's mental illness being untreated. Mm-hmm. It's a system of systemic oppression and racism mm-hmm. that makes people feel like people of color and brown bodies are disposable. Yeah. And we could just kill all these people and it won't fucking matter because there's never ever... Any qu- any consequence following these horrific actions? Right. There's not. There's no reason. There is no recreational. There is no um, anything short of apocalyptic reason for you to have an automatic weapon. Yeah, I agree. There's no deer you need to hunt with an AK-47, So in Dayton, the <laughs> shooter had a legal 100-round magazine mounted on a pistol with an added stock. You can buy the pistol and then add the modifications. It's not legal to sell the modified pistol, but getting all the parts is legal. Yeah. 
And that's the part that we need to ban. Like, that shit is insane. There's no reason On top of the fact that Trump lifted the regulatory shit that Obama put in place Mm -hmm. to fucking somehow um, monitor who is buying these uh, firearms. He made it easier for people who struggle with mental illness to purchase firearms. He made it easier for people who are, uh, you know... 18 and whatever to just purchase whatever without any type of background check or whatever. You can literally just go buy whatever the fuck you want, basically. Like my, I think the best Without any training, any military background. They're buying basically military-grade weapons with no military training. Correct. And And killing massive amounts of people at, at one time. I think the best thing that, the best bit of commentary that I saw in the wake of all this was a quote that Supposedly from Gloria Steinem, but I saw this shit on Facebook, so maybe it wasn't her. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with how I'm reading shit. Um, because, again, I'm going to read shit it and tell you. From anybody. It could have been from anybody. It was set up in a meme form. But, <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know who said this You don't or know not. who really said it. I don't. And I'm going to be real with y'all because that's, that's I real. read that's my shit. Real. And I know that this is not... You know, friend number 675 right. ain't no credible ass source to me. <laughs> right. Okay. However, the sentiment was still um, very good. And I'm paraphrasing because it was long, but it was very, and it was well stated. And this is going to be less of that. But she basically said, you know, maybe if we had laws set up for purchasing guns where you had to go in, be first medically evaluated, then come back 72 hours later, then watch a 30-minute video. Oh, as like to an abortion. Choice. Yeah, watch a 30-minute video as yeah. to what all the dangers are like of an you using... Yeah, mm-hmm. so of using, a, of using a firearm, then get another mental examination... Then have only one center located oh God, in the it entire takes state. To get an abortion. Right. Have only one abortion center or oh gun gun center in the entire state that you yep. have to drive to and stay overnight mm-hmm. because you gotta wait three days. Yep. Maybe it would be, you know, easier to preserve these lives that we care so much of being pro about. Absolutely. So Yeah, absolutely. It was a good ass, very poignant ass motherfucking point. Because it, that's what they that's what they put women through. Yep. And without it, any consideration. I just want to know when and the yet, last time we had a woman mass, mass shooter. shooter. That's yeah. all I'm trying to figure out. Because it's, it's not video games. Nobody is playing fucking Fortnite or Grand Theft Auto or Madden or NBA Live. And they're like, you know right. what? Let me go I'm Millie go Rock a bunch this of Walmart. People. That's not it. Mm-mm. It's, you know, saying send them back to Africa or send them back to where the fuck they came from. It's ignoring shit that happens in Charlottesville. It's calling Nazis very fine people. It's empowering these people who are fucking xenophobics and racist and sexist and bigots. Right. And and, tr- and attempting to normalize these thoughts, these persons in this behavior. And then turning around and expecting other people who want something um, radical to align with to not choose to align with your hate speech. Right. That is what the fuck it is. Let's call a spade a spade. Here's my thing with Donald Trump. Fuck you because if I was a bigot, bitch, I'm going to call myself a bigot because I'm that kind of bitch. Yeah. You a hoe-ass bigot because you <laughs> won't even identify as a bigot. Yeah. I said some racist shit and, and fucking 
personal moments with my wife. Yeah. And she normally calls me out on the racist shit I say. And she'll be like, baby, you can't say that. Yeah. You can't you can't say that. No, you can't. And sometimes I'll consider changing. And sometimes I'm just like, no, this is how the fuck sometimes I feel. She's saying it is what I is. But I own the fuck shit that I say. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going if there's ever a person that's gonna be like, Yeah, I listen to Sparkle on Titties and Tacos. Let me go slap 17 people. Guess what? I'ma feel real bad because I'm gonna own that shit. Because <laughs> I be definitely like, you know told what? you. I said some fuck shit that yeah. inspired this motherfucker to go slap 17 people. I mean, people. that's how I feel if somebody ever slide up into the nacho cart. Talking about they lost their job because I told them to go in there and say whatever the fuck they want Duh, to them. Or white they folks. got pregnant because I'm out here championing no condom use. Oh, that's the both of us, honey. We you know what I mean? Like, I'm <laughs> we gotta be bad. better. We gotta be better. Like, please, like if that happened to you, like legit, like send like, me something off your registry. Like yeah. I will so buy you some shit. No, that's real shit though. My bad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. And, but that's a different level of accountability because we do not struggle with mental illness, unlike this president. Yeah, mental illness, who, who illiteracy. Struggles himself with illiteracy and mental illness. Yes, yes, those things are true. We and have a crazy person leading other crazy people. On top of the fact that he's never been held accountable for anything. No. He's, he's ran all of his businesses to the ground. And, yep. And, the and he thing, just feels like it's okay. Fuck it. The thing that he's <laughs> best at is uh, buffooning his way into the next thing, which is a white male privilege thing that I'll never be afforded the luxury of. Right. Because you can just fail at a thing and then still go do a thing. Something Somebody just posted in one of my face group, Facebook groups the other day about a white man who was in prison for impersonating a doctor and then simply just became one after... Harder. Yeah, that's what, what happened. He Wait, watched. you got a black boy that's in prison for that? Is he going to become one? Dr. Love. Dr. Love. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love him. I love him so much. <laughs> like, Dr. shit is crazy. Uh, I just, my heart. <laughs> Willie Love, let me tell you, okay? But no, you like, do so, nothing wrong. as far as Trump goes, the <laughs> mm-hmm. NRA owns him. Mm-hmm. Major, major, major campaign contributor. Mm-hmm. And he, so he refuses to stand up to them. But see, my other thing is, it's not, this is not, there are a lot of things that are solely Trump's fault. Mm-hmm. This is not even one of them, which is the saddest now, part Now, why do you it. say that? Because this is the thing, he made a ba- some bad shit worse, but this shit was already bad. Because honestly, the people I'm more upset about in this particular scenario, when we're talking about mass shootings, it are all of the old white uh, conservative so male you mad faces. At New Gingrich and Ross Perot, even though Ross Perot's dead now, but you mad at those? I'm not you, mad you, at a dead man. You mad Don't at New, G- you down, mad at New, Gr- New Gingrich? I'm Gingrich mad at the people. And Mitch I'm, McConnell and yeah, the like. Mitch McConnell and all those people that are currently Rand in. Paul. The current people that are in Congress, the people who are recently retired from Congress when this shit was starting, all the people that were there when Sandy Hook happened, anybody yeah. who was in Congress when Sandy Hook happened. That's a Republican. That's a Republican. Y'all are the motherfucking problem. I agree with that. Because, because you had President Obama up there literally crying. He waiting. He, he, no, he cried. Yeah. Because he, he, now they're calling Trump teleprompter Trump because yeah. he was reading off the teleprompter and mi- mix up the mass shooting cities. And I think he said Dayton instead of Cali and what he was talking about. Yeah, and so they started referring to him as teleprompter Trump. Mm-hmm. And so when Sandy Hook happened, you had Obama as president and he cried during his speech. I remember and that. I don't know if that was real or not. I really don't give a shit to be perfectly honest. But I feel like it was you a necessary emotion at, at the point. moment. 
Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if it was staged or not. It was yeah. the necessary emotion. Right. Like, here's my thing with Obama. I, I followed his administration so I can point out everything that he fucking did wrong. I'm not an yeah. Obama apologist. No. Um, but what I am is a person who does theater. Yeah. And so I, I love a good director and I love a good cast. And as long as you play your role the way you need to play your role, I don't give a fuck if this is fiction or nonfiction. The only it doesn't matter the to me. You did part, your fucking this job. This is my thing. The poorest perform, performance Obama ever did was drinking that water in Flint. Yeah, that was the poorest one he did. Obama, I, totally I know agree. that you had to be I performative totally a lot, but you did not pull through, my <laughs> you, G, you drinking, that, drinking you, that Flint water. You did not. And, I, and this other thing. I don't blame you, nigga, because I wouldn't drink Flint water either. <laughs> I wouldn't either. But that ain't the... And that we are 45 miles from Flint. Oh, yeah. I feel really bad about it. Shout out to Jaden Smith and all of the work he's doing. Because, you know, that nigga going to save a city, I guess. I mean, but, sure. But, like, nothing nothing that comes from Flint is any good. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. There's some people I know. I got people they in Flint. They don't know good. They are good. They're some not. Good. I don't care what you say. I mean, there's some real fuck up people that's from Flint. I mean, okay, so I'll rephrase. Very few things that come from Flint are good. <laughs> I'll give you the very few. Because I can count on one hand with fingers left over. Okay, cool. So, we're so Obama's, you know, performance in drinking the Flint water was, was very poor. It was poor. He would have received, like, what do you, What would you rate? You love rating things. I do love rating What would you rate his performance in drinking the Flint this water? This is the thing. Based on it being Obama. Mm-hmm. And I know your capability and your range. <laughs> okay. I give you a two out of ten. Oh, it's harsh. I know it's harsh, but you can do bomb. better. He bombed because he had my thing is you in my book, you bomb harder when I know you, you have can the, do better. You can yeah, do better. That's true. Like, that's unfortunate. That's kind of fucked up. Like it it's a stricter curve for sure, but it's, it is what it is. I mean, you I, he just. And so better. when that's when that was the previous or president, don't drink the water. And that's who people are, mo- you know, comparing you to the most because that's the most recent president. Mm-hmm. You look like a complete buffoon. Well, he doesn't obviously. He, I mean, well, also he is a buffoon. Yeah, I he's mean, an he's a he has a. That's what, like saying the poly, you look he's like not smarter Trump. than a fifth grader. You would say at all, like legit. If you if you only read at a second grade level, how are you gonna be smarter than fifth? Exactly. Grade? <laughs> and that's and this that's is the generous. person that is is now um, presiding over our country. Hopefully, his term is ending and he won't be reelected for another one. Hopefully, but uh, hopefully, but people are stupid. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm erring on the side of caution. I don't. I won't be surprised, to be perfectly honest, if he's reelected. Me either. Um, people like stupid fucking people. Stupid people like stupid people, and the, mo- the majority and of this country is stupid. That's who he and inspired uneducated up. and poor. And that was on purpose because poor, uneducated people and white. vote. You can manipulate <laughs> these white folks. These white yeah. folks, dumb folks. Yeah, vote for you him. can manipulate those votes however you see fit. Absolutely. You can get away with a lot more. That's why there's been no investment in education in the last what 50, 60 years because they. Fucked around, let too many people get educated, and now people are asking for shit and reading the laws. You ever, you have you talked to any young person who really understands how the three branches of government really works? Do they still teach that no, shit? No, no. Like because a they lot of they shit, have no fucking clue. A lot of shit is not getting taught anymore, and people think that. And the thing is, is then you have everybody just acting on the emotions and be like, well, they should do this and they should do that. There are actual like laws and right. rules and balances of action. There are things that are not being done, but people don't can't even properly ascertain the things that are not being done because nobody has been teaching for quite some time just civics. Like just general how our government works has not been taught. 
properly in a long ass time on purpose because on then purpose. You, because then how can you fight for your rights if you don't even know them yes i totally agree yeah but so that is my v love we could go on and on and on about that could. but we need to end it somewhere so i'll cut it short there okay well that's good um hey guys it's my turn right mm-hmm. and you know normally i like to come at you with something lighthearted lighthearted soft soft if we gonna talk about some fuck shit like some serious fuck is this shit. just another ashy ass topic is this just a hardened ass episode yeah unfortunately okay. love that's all right that's, that's just fine. what it is so my sometimes v, you gotta get it rough you know you ass. know i mean we're gonna fuck try to harden the pussy finger and ass we're gonna try to give you some lube for the ass so you know there might be a joke that's okay or two you but, know uh, everybody likes every, sometimes you need a little lube that's what we're gonna try <laughs> gonna try that out okay um so my my v is for virtus wellborn uh hardeman wait what virtus 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 v-e-r-t-u-s will wellborn hardeman okay it's a man all right it's a black man okay he was born march 9th 1922 he passed on the glory, and I know it was glory, <laughs> based on both his name and his documentary, <laughs> uh, June 1st, 2007. How you going to have it based off your name, dude? Right. Ain't no way Virtus ain't the lead <laughs> in the Baptist choir. Okay. Okay. But um, I want to talk about him uh, in Virtus. particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I found this a while ago. There was a documentary done on him. And I'm going to just give you the name of the documentary, which is Hole in the Head. Uh, Hole in the Head? Yeah. Life Explained, I believe, is the colon next part. But don't quote me on that. But yeah, Hole in the Head is the name of the documentary that was made um, by his friend who was a PhD who um, after 70 years Virtus decided to explain to him the story of why he always had on a hat or a wig of some sort every time uh, he was hanging out or seen publicly and the reason is is that Virtus had a very real hole in the top of his skull pardon yeah so here's the story. I'm going to read uh, some things. At the age of five, um, he was asked to participate in a study, in a scientific study. Um, him, along with nine other children, they were approached. Now, they were living in a place called Lyle Station, Indiana, which was segregated from the rest of Indiana. It was just a black space. I don't, I won't say necessarily it was a city, but that's where all the black people were. And so he was born there. And in 1928, uh, his parents, along with the parents of 10 other children were approached by County hospital officials. And they were told that there was a new treatment for a ringworm and that, uh, they wanted to try out this new treatment on the children. 
turns out that's not what they were doing. Surprise, surprise. Um, what they were actually doing was a human experiment on the ex- the effects of extreme radiation uh, on the brain. These children were chosen because they lived in such an isolated location and because they were all black. Cut and dry. Oh, my God. Right. So they were wow. exposed to these high levels of... God, I wish I smoked weed. Yeah. All I got is just wine. <laughs> I can't um, get through this. I told y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a little rough. Holy shit. So, um, but I just felt like this was a story that... Needed to be told. Needed to be told. Because when I found out about this, and I'm a person who... Uh, spends a lot of time reading about different medical. I don't have it. Like I'm just sitting. I only said that so people knew I was still sitting here. Yeah, like, you're I'm still just, here. I'm over here in like stunned silence. Yeah. So they exposed his um scalp to different varying levels of radiation. Oh my god! Before it was finally, the children were supposed to like all high levels. Um. The effects of the experiments were then mostly hidden from the people of the town of Lyle Station. Many of the children had to wear wigs and hats to cover up what the experiment had done to them. And what really happened was um, the radiation started to very slowly uh, break down the bones of the skull. So this happened over time for a long period of time. Um, And... Hardeman was affected the worst in the documentary. So there's a clip of the documentary that I looked up on YouTube and he says that he remembers going into the room and there were two young women, I guess that were in there conducting it. And he said, he remembers seeing some, some bright flashing lights and they remembers hearing one of them say, Oh no, that was too much. Like they accidentally gave him more than they were supposed to. Of the radiation that he got. <laughs> yeah, girl. Because. What? So he was physically affected the worst. Dark. Okay. <laughs> I guess to drink the. Yeah, drink the rest of your what? wine since it's about time for it. <laughs> um, so as a result, he experienced a slow dissolving of the bone matter of his skull for the rest of his life. Um, in which caused a deformity that led uh, to like yeah. a gaping hole in the top of his head. Um, that he simply fuck? disguised by a succession of hats, toupees, and wigs. Um, every day for his life, he spent... So y'all got this nigga walking around looking like Donald Trump. It's a mess, girl. Because y'all been taking advantage of this black man. The crazy part is he got good toupees and wigs. <laughs> that nigga look better than Donald did. His lace fronts look better than some of these bitches. Yes, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> He had his shit together. So this is not this should an be all, like carpet. And this is not an all completely like super sad story. The other part that I like about it is you hear these things and they're just these horror stories and then you just feel bad. But um, I really, if you can handle it, you know, because it's a lot to take in. I encourage people to try to uh, watch. It's called Hole in the Head, A Life Revealed, um, the documentary about him, because he is actually the... He is the actual focal point that is what's so interesting is so this happened to him. This man spends an hour every day doing dressing changes just to be able to walk outside. Right. But this man was so was such a genuine display of 
real relationship with Jesus. I'm not going to say just outright Christian or Baptist or whatever. Mm-hmm. But his attitude always was, if I spent this time being angry about what happened to me, I can't move forward. My prayers can't get answered because my heart is all clogged up. I, could, I couldn't stay upset about this thing that happened to me. I have to move forward. And move forward, he fucking did. Like, he moved out to California, got a job where when he retired, he retired with a perfect attendance record after working a job for 40 years. I don't know how you do 40 years of perfect attendance anywhere. Okay. First of all. And you got a hole in your head. (laughs) Never miss a day. Y'all niggas need not ever expect that from me. (laughs) My thing is, I I can be good and married and I ain't going to have perfect attendance. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. And so on top of that, he was actively involved in church. And more importantly, he had whole radiation to his brain. And he also was not no dumb nigga. He died with eight million dollars because of investments in multiple different forms of real estate and everything else and he donated it to his church he said i have been blessed because i have chosen to move forward and so exactly so i'm listening to him talk about it yeah i know right i ain't about to praise jesus on tacos (laughs) i'm wasting this shit over though So, and wow. then when he died, he gave all of that money, he gave it to his church and then to scholarship funds for other minority children. And so, this whole documentary was done about him. Like I said, I encourage people, if you can stomach the rough part of it, it's worth it to hear him speak. And even if you can't get through the whole thing, if you go on YouTube, you can hear him talking, which is less traumatic, okay, than to look at a guy with this actual serious deformity in his head. But, um... I really wanted to bring this up for two two reasons. One, to highlight this man, this wild overcomer of just unnecessary, ridiculous adversity for no reason. Um, and his name deserves to be said in general. That's That's the point of bringing him up. But on top of that, added to that, the second part of this is I want to talk about a little bit about black pain in... Um, in the medical setting. So we listen to this. These sorts of stories are not as uncommon as they should be. And you hear like this terrible thing. And it's not just this. But this, you hear about these traumatic things that happen to different black people. And then you hear followed by a story of how they just overcame it. Pushed through it. Got somewhere. Got to whatever they needed to. Still achieve their goals. And it's inspiring. And it's thrilling. And it's feels great to know that they still made it right especially as a black person you're like yes right you still did it the problem is is that what that sort of thing that those sorts of instances with those being the stories that you hear um and cling to because you hear other stories but you're not going to try to hold on to them because they make you feel so bad um stories where people couldn't overcome and people just died like in a mass shooting in El Paso like nobody's gonna try to hang on to that um but the problem is is when you get into when you get into um the medical field what you find and there's been multiple studies done where among medical students and residents and things like that where the perception of black pain is now skewed Mm -hmm. greatly 
because you have so many images of us being superhuman and stronger than everybody else <laughs> and all that shit. And you I, think I that shit you is told, real? You told me this shit a long time ago. Yeah, I've been saying because this for a long time. Because I know you have an time. issue with the question of how much pain are you in? Right. And how they really assess what you say to them. Right. Because the thing is, is like in a lot of how how medicine is practiced is where I take in objective information where I take in what the actual lab values of whatever is. I take in this objective information and form a preliminary sort of short list of what I think is going on. Then I come in and when the the doctor is in there with you asking questions, they are asking questions and want to hear your answers. They want to know what you say your those are subjective answers, but they're also assessing how you look and using that to apply to their short list to f- pin down what's actually wrong. That's how it's, that's how the process works, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, is when I come in and what I'm taking in as assessment is clouded by my own internal bias. And that's the issue that we run into all the time. So you get a young African-American couple coming in to have a baby, Right. You don't, you don't happen to see, first of all, you don't know how old they are for real. <laughs> Let's start there. Let's start right. with, you don't have no idea how old they are. You thinking this is a teenage couple, they really at the, in their late 20s. Mm-hmm. And they've been together a long time and they married. Right. But for whatever reason, they don't have any rings on. So you think these young kids just got knocked up and they got this baby. Mm-hmm. Right? They getting ready to have a baby. And so... You start with that assumption of these people, and there may or may not be any opportunity for you to get any clarity on that based on what the situation is. So now, when you go to treat this person or treat this mom who's delivering, who's telling you she's in a lot of pain, what happens is you now question whether that pain is real. There's Mm -hmm. no reason for you to question whether or not that pain is real, whether or not she's exaggerating. And what um, Robin Thede, when she had her, um, shout out to her, she's got a brand new sketch comedy show. I've only watched pieces of it. I don't care if it's good, bad, or in the middle. (laughs) I'm going to watch all of it. So fuck (laughs) y'all. I don't want to hear nobody's opinion about it. I'm going to put this shit on repeat regardless. But um, outside of that, when she had her late night show, she did a wonderful segment in the Colbert sort of style of being kind of being real things, but presented comically. Right. Mm -hmm. She did a whole segment about this black pain issue. And what was really terrible is she would hold up two pictures of a celebrity, a white celebrity and black celebrity, and would ask people, who do you think can tolerate more pain? And not just white folks, everybody that she asks Pick the black well, person. Well, so because white folks are conditioned to believe that black folks are superhuman. Right. Black folks are conditioned but with pride right. to believe that we're superhuman. Exactly. There's a pride from a black standpoint that goes, oh, I can endure more than you. Right. But not realizing the damage that that does. Right. When assessing us as a whole. Exactly. Because, bitch, no, I can't the fuck. It, because Run pain, my epidural, Becky. Pain sensors are exactly the same. Because me and Mary over here, we experiencing the same fucking pain. Right. And what you're, what you're really... What you, this ain't the Amistad, bitch. What this really is, is the thought process that people exposed to more pain simply can handle more pain. They got me fucked up. <laughs> That's just not true. 
I don't have a high tolerance for pain, be it emotionally or physically. No one does. Everybody has the exact same tolerance for Mm -hmm. pain, especially physical pain. Mm -hmm. Now, you want to talk about emotional... Uh, Aquarians are the best. Yeah. Emotional pain, we got it. Everybody. We got it. But that's Aquarius. <laughs> that doesn't matter the color of Aquarian. That matters. No, literally doesn't matter. Doesn't matter about your race because that's a uh, yeah, societal. Shit to do with shit. That is a societal creation. Mm-mm. That's not even a real thing. You could put white, Puerto Rican, black, Indian. If they're an Aquarius, Haitian, their tolerance, their threshold for emotional pain. Meanwhile, is the same ethnicities as Virgos are going to be in a room crying next door it's simply sky high because we don't have <laughs> with emotions. our cancer counterparts it's hard to have a threshold for something you don't have at all that's Absolutely. like me having a threshold for my dick getting hard like don't got one so don't have it <laughs> regardless wow i'm just saying it's along the same lines um but yeah so she did this and every it's a really really bad vicious cycle to think that a person who is exposed to more pain thereby can handle more pain when physical pain literally in all studies of it is exactly the same. People are 99% exactly the same. Humans are humans are humans. And so therefore, if I step on this Lego, it hurts the same regardless of how much melanin is in my skin. Period. I agree. So, um, I just... I just needed to talk about this. There's no solution <laughs> being made that I okay, can see. Okay, Ta-Nehisi. I just, I mean, that's You just really, out here giving your, your rendition mean, of Between the World and Me. This is the world and this is me. And that's what <laughs> I got. That's all I got. I don't have oh, a resolution honey. other than to talk about it more. I think one thing that I did, one small silver lining in a world of fuck shit that I did find is that one of the major hospitals here, Henry Ford, does have an entire program just based around implicit bias and at least talking about Good. it. Good. Oh, okay. You know, That's like, a start, for sure. And so the more people bring it up, hopefully The more are, conversations will, will come of that, And that's sure. what it takes is, it, yeah. is you got to have conversations. You got to have a discourse. You do. To even approach a solution. To I'm even like, approach solutions. Right. Because something like implicit bias, like, I mean, you that's the nature of the word. Like, you don't know it's happening exactly. in the brain. So yeah. if we don't talk about it, how is anybody supposed to correct not it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is not and a for sci- for science folk, that's a good way to approach that. Yeah. And hopefully that continues and, you know, those sorts of things okay. were going on last time I checked. Hopefully they dismantled it with this administration like everything else. I agree. But that's my V. Very, um, very, very good. Very interesting. Very poignant. Oh, look at you. That's sweet. That's awesome. You did, you did well. Thanks, dear. We're a very fucking depressing V. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, sorry, guys. <laughs> My life hack. Might I really be enjoyed more fun. the fact, though, that he died um, with $8 million that he donated to his church. I think yeah. that's dope. Yeah, that is really dope. And he really. And for, your G- for the Jesus folk, cause, you know, yeah. let the rest of y'all, but fuck the rest of y'all. Um, I like the fact that <laughs> Jesus didn't say just, that. No, y'all. he we, did not. We are poor. It, we are poor it, examples. It, it, Sparkle Don't said it, but uh, yeah, no, I just I appreciate the fact that you know God, Jesus is a waymaker. <laughs> you know what I mean. And it don't matter if it's a hole in your head. <laughs> you got a hole in your head and you don't miss a single day of work in yeah. forty and years. You, and you die with eight million dollars. What? Four, listen, that people, you're able to donate and then you know recognize. It, 
that get God did it for you or gave it to you or whatever. And that's, that's really, like I said, if you don't watch the whole documentary, it is worth looking him, looking him up and watching his clips because it is just astounding. This man is talking I'm with a hole in his head and I'm just a, saying, you I'm know. I'm going to go talk to somebody's son about that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we leave here. <laughs> oh, boy. I got to go see a man about a dog. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. We it's been a weird it's been a weird day. <laughs> Sorry. That's all I can say. Come back next week when we we'll be back on our regular shit. Jeez Louise. But uh all right. but yeah, I just wanted to talk about him. Black pain is you. real, y'all. Goofy. Tell other people. Black pain. All right. Yep. Well, let's move into life hacks. Let's. Would you like me to go first? I, I feel like I haven't gone first in a while. I'll be yeah. trying to make everybody else go before me. You should go first based on what my life hack is. Oh, no. Is this some bullshit? What is it? We'll you find me out. so nervous. We'll find out together, boss. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> go All right. for it. My life hack um, is a... And again, and I, I so apologize because I did the same shit last episode and I feel like the summer gets here and I get like really cranky about certain things. I'm like, I'm making this a fucking life hack. And so maybe you've heard me do this before. I promise I won't do this again. Just, just these two, you guys. Um, but if you're tuning in, this is your very first episode. Look at you. You know? <laughs> Woo, what a rough one for you to come in on, boss. Come back next week where we be talking about some happier, probably. more jovial things. So, like Dick. Like Dick. So, um, you know, yeah. I am so sick and tired and tired and sick of gnats and fruit flies. Mm, like, they are everywhere. Yes, I swear bitch. there's a gajillion. And let me be clear. I do not keep fruit on my countertops. I put everything in the refrigerator, including bananas, mainly to avoid gnats and fruit flies. Yeah. And yet, somehow, at the fucking end of August, they decide to present themselves. I haven't had a single net of fruit fly the entire fucking summer. Now we're at the end of it. They're like, nah, bitch, you thought you was getting away with something. Not you. So let me share something that my mother shared with me. Blue Dawn. Okay. Blue Dawn in a little cup. The little, little cup. I usually, I usually take uh, the disposable paper or plastic cups, cut them in half so that they're really, really small, really short. Um, and I add some Blue Dawn, some lukewarm water, and some apple cider vinegar. And it is a gnat trap. Fruit fly trap. You pour that shit in there, the Dawn mixture with the apple cider vinegar, set it on the countertop, and you will collect about 15 gnats. And I am not bullshitting. And you will collect them, and then you throw that shit away, and you do it again, you collect the other 15 that have refused to die. I don't know what it is about that apple cider vinegar and the Dawn mix, but it works like yeah, a I've charm. Never, I've heard the apple cider vinegar. I've never heard it mixed with, with the Blue Dawn. Dawn. Yeah, Blue Dawn. Mm-hmm. Not just Dawn. Blue Dawn. I got you. And but it's the perfect Is mixture. there really any other type of Dawn? Yeah, there is. And I hate when people buy it. I feel like you don't listen well when you buy the, the clear Dawn or the green one or the I'm purple one. I'm just saying... One. There aren't any of them. No, I get what you're saying, but, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to be clear because there's some people who can be like, yeah, I buy the purple one. And when you're fucking stupid, so <laughs> buy the blue one. Kill your fucking gnats, you know? <laughs> okay, I got you. And, yeah, and so that's my gnat trap. And gnat it trap. Get, my gnat trap. And it gets rid of, rid of all of your gnats, you know, sometimes ones on two legs with melanin. They go away, too. Try that. The blue dawn gets rid of them? Yep. How? And some prayer. 
okay. you just you know you wipe it on their forehead like Simba. <laughs> That'll make me leave you too. Take you away. <laughs> That'll make me leave you too. They go the fuck away. Gotcha. All right. Well, that makes it my turn. It does. Um. So this is my life hack. Uh oh. This is more like a life hack, life lesson thing that I picked up recently. Okay. That I really enjoy. Um, so the hack part of it is like after this episode here, and I know I lost five pounds, but it's late and this was a rough one and I'm going to go back to my house and I'm going to eat like a small reasonable amount of ice cream before I go to sleep. Now that's a bad decision. Technically. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I want it and I'm going to do it. And here's why. Um, I suggest removing the term guilty pleasure from your vocabulary. Okay. Why? Because no thing that I find pleasurable should I also have guilt about. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. To say that me enjoying a thing also, regardless of the thing, also should bring guilt (laughs) is really wrong. And somebody posted this. What do the thing you're enjoying is kind of some fuck shit, though? It doesn't matter. You shouldn't be enjoying. You shouldn't be doing it. That's why it's called the guilty pleasure. No, this is my thing. You shouldn't be doing it. And you should correct the behavior. But to have guilt about it is incorrect. So either have guilt or have pleasure. Right? Is what you're saying? What I'm saying is have pleasure. Then correct it. Right. If it's guilt, correct it. You should not have guilt. But there's no reason for the guilt. So it should just be pleasure. It should just be pleasure. So have one or the other. But we're not going to live in this middle right No, we're not. Okay. No, we're not. We're going to remove guilt out of it. If you find yourself feeling guilty about it, then remove your guilt and correct the behavior because I think guilt that's is fantastic, not engineer Joe. Is not a thing you should have. <laughs> yeah, your life lesson. I mean, it's a life lesson. It's not a life hack because I really didn't. Okay. I didn't find engineer a life hack Joe. for you. I really didn't. And but I feel like this is a word worth sharing. So that's what you're getting today. Word. Words sharing. Also, the hack is go get some ice cream, dog. Because this was a okay. Rough you one. gotta get the fuck out of here, bitch. Like what the fuck. <laughs> Let me. You gotta go. She only saying that halfway though, because she's like, "Well, when I eat I this ice cream, it right. when I'm I eat this ice cream, she's trying to fat me up for Thanksgiving. Girl, no, it's about to get cold. Bitch trying to fat me up for the fall. What you say? A get... fat? Was that last episode that you said a fat bitch fall or yeah. some shit? I'm with Lizzo. No, I'm fuck you and Lizzo. And I love Lizzo, but fuck you and Lizzo on that one. <laughs> nah, hell nah. I'm trying to have a freak bitch fall. I need to look a certain kind of way. Fuck nigga free fall. Because <laughs> <laughs> we done racked them up this summer, bitch. We got to drop them. nigga free fall. <laughs> I fucking love it. Cash oh, fucking day. <laughs> That's the heck. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> But yeah, that's it. This is my All life. Right. Lesson. Look at you. <laughs> Here we You're go, amazing. guys. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by the letter V. Yes, it has. Come holler at us at the Nacho Cart. Come yes, say please, some please, shit. Please, please. Hang out with uh with Sparkle. I'm gonna be honest with you. Tina D don't be over there for real. They know that by now. <laughs> Y'all should know that. I am gonna have to post something every once in a while, but y'all don't give a fuck about what that shit is anyway. <laughs> so keep coming back for more of Sparkle's shenanigans. Please go talk to her so I don't got to. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks. (laughs) You can find this episode and all of our bullshit (laughs) on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. They all carry it. Don't know why, but here we are. (laughs) They all got it. Find it. If you happen to be finding this on iTunes... While you're there, you know what you can do? You can rate us. You know what you should rate us? Five stars. You know, Five stars. You know what you can't rate us? Anything less. You know why? Because you can keep it. You can keep that shit. Keep we don't that want it. shit. Keep that shit to yourself. Um. Yeah, so share this podcast with other people. Subscribe so you don't miss anything. And until next week, eat a taco, rub some titties, and we'll holla at you next time. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.